Hello and welcome to another episode of From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is the Crypto Coach, Blockchain Wayne, with another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode brought to us by Coincierge Club, mobile private key wallet and point of sale solution, helping to take cryptocurrency mainstream. Today's episode also brought to us by Blockchain Training Academy. Blockchain Training Academy is bringing cryptocurrency and blockchain education to the masses. Uh, there will be a link within this podcast for you to check it out. Uh, we have a community built that breaks down all barriers. Anybody can gain entry. So let's jump in. What is going on, right? So it's been a while since I've done the podcast. Been building a lot of educational content for the courses within Blockchain Training Academy. But I really felt it was important that I didn't stay away too long. Hop back in to give some insight. Let's face it. We've seen market crashes, a lot of panic in the market, a lot of fear in the market. And if you've been following me for some time, you know that I've talked about some of these things last year when we were looking at some of the hints of the recession weren't about this coronavirus. It was actually when banks' liquidity dried up and we were starting to see the Fed having to loan money to banks overnight and that process continued. Uh, it really became apparent back in September of last year. So is this is this a surprise? No. So is the virus real? Absolutely. I know some friends that are dealing with it, actually. But at the same time, it's not the major cause of this recession, this downturn, this market crash. It was just the pin that pricked the bubble, right? The bubble is going to pop no matter what, because the path we were on was not headed to be good. But that's what happened. So I'm not I'm giving you this podcast to be do any kind of fear mongering. That's anything that's far from what I do anything. I always try to find the positive in anything. And that's where I want to talk to you today about cryptocurrency and blockchain. That's what I've been talking about for the last couple years on this podcast. And that's where I'm going to continue to bring value because now you see the real need, the case for cryptocurrency. So when you say bailouts, right, you're going to see bailouts happen. This, um, this package, uh, the coronavirus stimulus package is being passed in the U.S. Trillions of dollars, right? Um, in black and white, it, it, it you know, it, it lines out two trillion, but the spending in there is is dedicated to over six trillion dollars. Now, if you break that down just by every American citizen, that means every American citizen, all 350 plus million of us would each get about seventeen thousand dollars. But no, where's all the money going? They want to give twelve hundred to us. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think the money should be handed out, period. But that the Fed is doing the best they can do. The government is doing the best they think they can do. But they're the ones that created that mess. That's like someone, you know, someone shooting you and then you go on to them to help you treat the bullet wound. Right. They were the one that caused it. So we really need to take this all in and look at what's happening and realize that trust is being broken in the system. And I've always talked about that when it comes to cryptocurrency. When trust is broken in a system, that's when you see systems collapse. Right. Trust in Bitcoin is not in the fact that, you know, if you're looking at day to day price action, it could be disheartening. But cryptocurrency can be standalone. It doesn't matter if you can create an economy where one thing always has a set price in Bitcoin price. And it doesn't matter what the USD pair or any other pair of price is, then it doesn't matter what those fluctuations do because the network works. It never stops. Right. Banks are talking about with, uh, you know, limiting withdrawals or stopping withdrawals in certain cases. And that doesn't happen with crypto. Cryptocurrency is available 24-7. Bitcoin network has never shut down. Has it been slow? Absolutely, it's been bogged down. 
But guess what? So is email. When email first came out, it would take days just to get an email to go through. Technology evolved. The platforms that we send it on evolved. And that's what's happening with cryptocurrency. Bitcoin and a select few other cryptocurrencies are really going to come out of this thriving and surviving. Now, yeah, let's look at it. Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies crashed. We saw them crash as well. They weren't immune. You know, many people saying, oh, I thought cryptocurrency was going to be a safe haven, a store of value if markets collapse. Well, no. If markets collapse before cryptocurrency is heavily adopted, people are going to sell off whatever assets they have, especially ones that they deem to be risky, to be able to buy essentials that they think they need, right? And we're not just talking toilet paper, unfortunately. You know, we're talking about, you know, food being able to provide if they need cash on hand. If, you know, people are thinking like if this thing drags on, but that's why cryptocurrency fell. But notice the bounce. It's separating itself from other markets because people are realizing the, the, the long-term implications of the U.S. dollar being printed into oblivion. And we see, you know, I know Venezuela is a um, socialist country and their, their economy collapsed. And you can see pictures of their dollar bills just lining the street. But socialism, in effect, is not the sole cause of what caused that. It's hyperinflation. They overinflate, they overprinted the money. The people that were in power abused it, printed money into the oblivion to where they lost trust in the system that that money would be worth what it was supposed to be worth. And we saw inflation take place to where it's worthless. So people were just throwing it in the streets. Now, the short-term effect of this market crash, these trillions that are being pumped into the market, short-term, that may stimulate the market. You may see a bounce in overall general stock markets and other markets. But what you're going to see is you're going to see if inflation start to take hold, right? And picture this. Think about how this works. So let's go back to the gold standard when we were on the gold standard. The Bretton Woods Conference, and I forget the year, it was back, um, I think it was in the 40s or 50s, uh, established that the U.S. dollar would be the world reserve currency and in, in the dollar would be backed by gold and silver, by precious metals, and the U.S. would hold that, that gold for other countries. So in other words, if you were, say, another country in Europe, you would get put your gold into the Federal Reserve, put it in the Fort Knox, and in exchange, you would get U.S. dollars that carry that same value, that backing. So while we're holding gold for people, we're printing more money, printing more money to where there's not enough money to back that, you know, to back. There's not enough, you know, gold to back that money. And so then Nixon, you know, realized that in the 70s and took us off of the gold standard. So now we've got your gold, right? You've got U.S. dollars, but we continue to pump out dollars and dollars and dollars. And these other countries are seeing that that is diminishing the purchasing power of their money, uh, what they have. And eventually that trust is going to be broken and countries are going to move away and dump their U.S. dollars. And when they do that, we're going to see inflation start to take place. Our dollar will have less purchasing power around the world. And when that happens, um, you know, if you're holding money in a bank, you know, that money is still there. Well, technically, you know, your balance is still there and could be available, but the purchasing power is going to be way less. So holders become losers when it comes to fiat currency. Cryptocurrency. There's no one printing more cryptocurrency. There's no one pumping more, uh, you know, relief money or bailout packages into this. The free market's going to decide the price and it's going to lead towards more adoption. This is going to accelerate adoption of cryptocurrency. We've already seen blockchain technology being adopted by many platforms. I mean, even in, in the U.S.'s list of essential workers, 
um, blockchain programmers were, were listed as essential because they realize there's so many different implications of blockchain technology. But you got to understand, people say they want blockchain without cryptocurrency. You cannot separate the two. Now, cryptocurrency is just one application on the blockchain, but it's a key incentive to secure the blockchain because no matter whether it's proof of work, which is if you hear like mining, like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies that use proof of work, mining rewards is an incentive for, ver for verifying those transactions and securing the network, right? So that's whether you're verifying transactions or every time a new block is created within that blockchain, um, that particular native currency is released to those miners, right? And in staking, it's, it's a little different concept, but it's still the same in the fact that, you know, uh, a certain amount is is utilized to incentivize um, people to put a financial stake. So people may stake a certain number of coins on that net and run the program, you know, run that protocol for that blockchain to secure it and proof of stake. It uses less equipment and energy than proof of work, but it can also secure it. That's what gives you decentralization. That's what gives you a secure network that won't go down. And to incentivize that, you need to have cryptocurrency rewards. Why else? Why would people spend millions of dollars on equipment to mine cryptocurrency, to mine, you know, to, to say build the Bitcoin blockchain if they weren't being incentivized to do so? So as we see economies start to evolve, you're going to see different cryptocurrencies evolve into different sectors and people are going to realize this is more secure. You know, I'm losing value. I'm losing trust in the U.S. dollar, whatever native currency you're in. And this cryptocurrency it's borderless. It's not owned by any country. It can't be controlled. Nobody in power can just abuse their power and go hit print, 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 and print more, right? So when you realize that, that gives you true value. That gives you digital scarcity, and that allows you to be able to um, participate in a digital economy. There's so many different things that can evolve from this 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 new economy, and. I like to compare it, you know, and I think I think it was Andreas Antonopoulos, I think, compared this to it. But you think about when we first started running the Internet, the Internet came through over the phone line. It wasn't a broadband line. It was a very narrow line. So we were trying to utilize old, you know, old infrastructure to run new technology. And now you flip it and 99 percent of all landline calls happen over the Internet. Right. They don't even go over a phone line anymore. So what was once the infrastructure has now become just an app on the new infrastructure with the new technology and cryptocurrency and blockchain is no different. Banking, the, the current legacy banking system as we know it is gonna be flipped. It's gonna be flipped upside down and when it flips, you're gonna see that banking is just gonna be an app on the new system. Banking is old infrastructure. Banking is outdated infrastructure that's been abused and controlled by the select few and the the fruits of that labor which is not which is rotten fruit basically is what's being exposed and what we're seeing happen in, in financial markets today right it, it it was nothing to be able to see um you know wells fargo and others getting you know getting convicted not just accused but convicted of money laundering and all these other things that banking practices have been exposed of. Now, i'm not saying all banks are bad but let's say most of them are now, there are people working for the bank that, that have the greatest of intentions, but the people in power are what's abusing the control. So that whole legacy system is going to go away. And what's going to be replaced is cryptocurrency, 
never closed, always open, always working, always consistent because we're not relying on people. We're relying on mathematics. We're relying on code. And true cryptocurrencies are open source. They're borderless. They're permissionless. So all these controls that people have had power and abused are no longer relevant. And that's why the powers to be are fighting cryptocurrency. So I didn't want this to be any kind of conspiracy theory or fear mongering about what's going on. But now is the time to double down. And this is what I'm going to say. Invest in yourself in this time. Make sure you're learning about cryptocurrency. You're learning about blockchain. One of the first things I, I tell people to do is go through Andreas Antonopoulos talks about Bitcoin and it will written and out, out of Bitcoin, you can also insert a few other cryptocurrencies that are out there. Don't get me wrong. Anybody can create a cryptocurrency. I mean, I created one at work where it's used as an employee reward system. It has no value outside of work, but we created an economy for it, right? So it's got a little bit of value within there, but there's certain cryptocurrencies that have real implications that could revolutionize different sectors. And you're going to see those start to take hold. So educate yourself. After Andreas Antonopoulos, I challenge you to take a look at what is going on in Blockchain Training Academy. Uh, if you're depending on what what platform you listen to this podcast on, I've got a link in the comments. If you don't see it, go to um, you know go to my Facebook page from No Crypto to No Crypto. Or go to view the pod, you know, the podcast on Podbean. It'll be in the description. But Blockchain Training Academy, we have a unique system to where we built a community where we help each other. It's not just, uh, you know, you, you sign up and you just go through these digital lessons and that's it. No, we've got a support community built around it. And we keep the cost extremely low, $10 a month, $100 a year, or $300 lifetime. But invest in your education. If you don't go to the Blockchain Training Academy, at least invest in learning more about this space. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you probably already have, but I challenge you dig in, dig deep. Now is the time that you're really going to start to see what happens. Is, could Bitcoin still drop further? Absolutely. We could see it drop all the way down to, I don't know, call it 35, 3600 before it goes back up, but it's inevitable that it's going to catch on. It's going to happen. Uh, right now we're looking at volatility because you're dealing with with investors that don't understand what they're holding. They just bought it because they thought it was a good investment and they don't really understand the true implications of what this means. So they're going to panic sell in the short term. And that's what's happening. So we're looking at dollar value. But my goal in the end is not to sell my cryptocurrency to be able to sell it for cash to be able to buy a lot of stuff. My goal is to have it, invest it, hold it, trade it to accumulate more. And when the time comes, where I could sell it for a lot of money, I don't need to because then I can spend it on things because it's widely accepted. That's going to be the goal. And then that's when you're going to see many different industries be revolutionized by cryptocurrency and blockchain. You're going to see a lot of industries that have been plagued with power abuse and negligence. You're going to see those change and be improved by blockchain transparency. You're going to see the medical field, right? Just think about all the the implications of, um, you know, even even artists are going to see huge benefits from, uh, you know, being able to prove authenticity of an item by being tracked on a blockchain versus, you know, their art being plagiarized and sold off with fakes. Right. So there's so many different implications here. So dig in, learn about it. Now is the time. You know, if you're sitting at home, if you're in isolation, if you're quarantined, if you're just kind of doing like they recommend you're doing to stay away from What's going on right now at the time of this recording with the coronavirus, you know, don't just binge watch Netflix. Don't just scroll, scroll, scroll Facebook. Learn about what 
is going on in the world and also learn about how cryptocurrency and blockchain can transform that. So uh, that's gonna that's it for this episode. Hopefully this was helpful and I will catch you on the next episode.